now broadcasting from the Next Gen Conservative Studio in sunny South Florida. Bringing you the latest in politics, current events, and pop culture. This is the Whitfield Report with Sam Whitfield. Well, we're back on uh, Odyssey now because apparently YouTube hates me. Fuck YouTube. They're, they're discriminatory against cripples and the and the and the disabled, which I actually tried to use <laughs> that. I actually, I actually tried to use that as like uh, the thing in my appeal of like, hey, I'm disabled, so. <laughs> That's fucked up. I mean, you're physically crippled and I'm mentally disabled. Like, together, we have a, a clear-cut case of, you know, exemption from any sort of election misinformation or whatever bullshit they've tried to hit you with. Well, well, and then I didn't want to speak for you, but weren't you, uh, didn't they strike you recently for, like, medical misinformation or something? Yes, um, and to be fair... I can't remember what the video was, but I'm fairly certain it was I, I was reading off a list of companies back in uh, like late 2020, I think it was maybe early 2021 uh, that were given away free stuff if you show them your vaccination card. So the title of the video was get the jab, Goy, and we'll give you free stuff, uh, you know, and so I, I don't. I really wish I had an archive of the video because I'm confident, I'm positive actually, that I was just like mocking the fact that, yeah, just go fucking get the jab, you know, get the, maybe, you know what, I probably did say something about like experimental gene therapy or, um, or that it's not an actual vaccine, you know, things that are proven factual now. But yeah, they hit me for that just two days after they hit you. Which leads leads me to believe that they're somehow connected, somehow. That you know, with all the weird shit going on these days, that that actually wouldn't surprise me. Um, you yeah. know, I, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, they struck my Fourth of July stream I did back in twenty twenty one because, well, they, they they never actually specified why it was a, it was election misinformation. They never yeah. specified the, the part, but I, I think because I went back and listened to the archive audio and there's a point in which I'm reading off an, a, a chat where evil Eric in the, chat, <laughs> in the chat says that the, that Sam, how can you celebrate the 4th of July? The election was stolen. And I, I said, I said something like really sarcastically like, oh, Eric, the, the election totally wasn't stolen. Those Dominion machines worked absolutely perfectly. There wasn't anything that was, you know, being covered up whatsoever. Yeah. Nothing so. fishy going on over here, boys. And uh, I, I want to point out that that stream was uh, was live for almost two fucking years before YouTube decided to... Uh, you know, uh, do Take something. It down. Yeah, strike it down, right? Which leads me to believe that maybe uh, one of our 
fans, quote unquote, might have reported uh, a few videos, and that was the one that got lucky. Yeah, I have no doubt. Uh, I mean, people on the internet are insane. So it, it, I can imagine any number of people that I've interacted with personally, much less the ones that I've interacted with passingly that have taken up some sort of vendetta uh, or perhaps would have taken up some sort of vendetta against uh, the channel and myself included. I, I, de I definitely remember that like some of Mersha, I'm not saying that Mersha himself did this, but I definitely know that some of his hardcore pay pigs were like, I'm going to, we're going to ruin your channel. So if you. Yeah. And to be fair, like I follow, I'm mutuals with several, uh, several uh, of Mersha's like oh, diehards. So you know what I mean? So I don't oh, think I don't think it's his community. If anything, I think it's some bleed off from like some fucking tranny bullshit or, you know, like the, the militant pedophiles uh, or so, you know what I mean? Like the, the somehow we got pinged somewhere or perhaps it's just a coincidence. You know, maybe maybe it just slipped under the cracks for the last two years. And, you know, the algorithm algorithm just now caught up to it. Well, that you know, with everything going on, that uh, that one describes me. One thing I wanted to ask before we dive into part two of the Twitter files is did you have a chance to read any of the stuff that uh, Matt Taibbi released from the previous week? Uh, yeah, I uh, I scrolled through it and I gotta be honest with you, I started scrolling through this one and both times I ended up in the same uh, the same place, and I guess it's just my you know the modern brain but this is a this feels like a really bad way of reporting especially something so significant because i get like to part four part five and i'm like okay i'm I'm fucking bored you know like i'm looking for the the meat <laughs> and there's no there's a there's meat strewn throughout but it's like it it just doesn't you know it can't the first part i remember i had to give up after like part four because i couldn't it was he was typing the shit out. he was type post type post uh you know seemingly these these people don't know how to add a tweet where you can type it all the fuck up at once and then just hit send and instead they've got a it feels intentional like they're they're baiting for engagement on this huge fucking story in the in this way they're passing it back and forth between Taibi and fucking uh Weiss and oh, part three tomorrow, part four, fucking two days from now. It's like, it it really does seem like they're just jockeying for uh, engagement. Well, and well, and and what's what's weird because I actually agree, and this was one thing that because when Ash was here, he 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 and I were actually reading the the stuff last week, and he was saying the same thing. He's like, He's like, this is real. He said, this is formatted like dog shit, basically. It sucks. It sucks and so bad. Yeah, but sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. And um, he, and the other thing he he said that he noticed is, like, if if you're in your feed, sometimes like random parts of the thread will just like pop up in your latest yeah. uh, timeline. So like. You know, you're just scrolling around, uh, you know, looking at cats or whatever, and the next thing you know, 
number 38 and you're like what it what is this so yeah and even if for some reason that particular entry piques your interest good luck finding your way to the to the top of the thread at that point you know if you're you know number 38 and there has been thousands of retweets and comments and shit if that random part pops up in your timeline i've had that happen a couple times too where i'm like i click on it and i want to go to the top and you can't like i thought shit got deleted it's through some throughout some of my uh yeah readings of this shit because it's like okay well it just stops at 36 and then you know one two three four whatever i, I mean yeah it sucks it sucks really bad and it it does just seem like bait I don't. I doubt any fucking thing. Just like this may be the black pill of my my black pill nature at this point, but I just genuinely don't think a single fucking thing is going to happen. This is just more bait to get more eyes, more attention. Uh, and I do like Elon's done some good things, but he's still he's still a cog, you know, in the machine, a prominent yeah. one at this point. So I just don't. I will believe it when I see it, I guess, kind of thing. I'm still pretty pessimistic about all of it. You know? Yeah, well, that that's kind of... I mean, I'm we're going to go through some of this, but, like, my take overall, because I was talking to a, a to my friend who works for, uh, you know, someone in Congress, and he was basically saying that, you know, that his boss wants to look in more into this, and I said, you know... I, I'm sure that your boss is one of the few good ones, but uh, you know, until I until we see actual action taken on some of this stuff, nothing is really going to happen. This is just yeah, it's just more you know bread and circuses, man. You know, it's a it's kind of a trite old uh, whatever you call that. Yeah. Uh, but it is what it is, and it's very true. Just give the people, uh, you know, bread and circuses, and this is just another form of circus. Most people aren't on Twitter, you know what I mean? And the people that are are in one militant group or the other. And I, I just don't, I just don't think it's it's not the public square that people claim it is. It is for the people that are on the internet, but most people, most real people, are not on the internet. You know, not in the capacity that we're talking about here, anyway. Maybe, maybe not. Well, that's all. Well, that it could be argued, though, that that's why uh, this was posted in the way it was because the normies might see it then, like if they're following Elon or something. Yeah, like that. that's a fair point. Yeah, and and that's something that someone mentioned. So I'm gonna skip through. Uh, some of this but like so starting at number three because the first two parts basically just recap what was said okay i have i have actually read this part i have to step away for 15 seconds so go ahead and read i will be right okay back. no problem so folks starting off at uh number three take for example uh stan anford dr j uh Bettishires, um who argued that COVID lockdowns would harm children. Twitter secretly placed him on a trends blacklist, which prevented his tweets from trending. Uh, and then if we click on this, 
you can see that he has an active uh, report abuse strike, a trends blacklist. Uh, no strike count, but um, yeah, they have like a little, they have notes on them for sure. So, all right. Number four, or consider the popular right-wing talk show host, <coughs> Dan Bongino, who at one point was slapped with a uh, search blacklist. So let's click here on uh, Dan. Verified active. Uh, <laughs> notification spike. Search blacklist. Uh NSFW view and then SPMA. One thing I want to point out here, um, they did not explain what any of these tags are, like the like this like the notification spike or the SPMA thing. That's yeah. what they Yeah, it that, seems to be it, it seems pretty clearly some sort of internal you know, like it, it's like an internal labeling system, right? You know, like where where we used to be able to post like thread or uh, listening yeah. to now or whatever. It's like uh, the same kind of thing, just a way for them to label internally. Uh, you were, but you're right, though. They didn't SPMA or uh, notification spike. I don't know what that means. I can't even imagine what either of those mean. Yeah. And, and I feel like those are the types of thing that they should have at least maybe included in in this but that's just me nitpicking um twitter set the account of conservative activist charlie kirk to do not amplify which again i i that's another term i want to find out what does that mean uh i guess you know because do not amplify could mean a different thing do not promote or just blacklist altogether. Well, uh, you know, maybe stifle the organic growth. Uh, do not yeah. promote. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's it's interesting, but I think some of them are pretty self-explanatory. You can kind of paint the picture in your, uh, excuse me, in your mind's eye. You know, I, like the do not do not promote and shit like that. Like I kind of understand what that means without knowing I, exactly what the function was. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm I'm curious what um what like the tags for like for like an account like you or I would would be just I doubt uh, I doubt they would have any to be honest with you I mean if well I don't know you have more followers than I do um but I th I think you'd have to get up into into the several thousand follower range and well and even if not that you'd have to have pretty good engagement with real people you know if you only had 500 followers but uh they were all real people and they were constantly engaging with you um you know what I mean? Like Asha Logos is, is one that I'm sure has some sort of stipulations. I've been, he's one of my favorite YouTube creators, but he's been on Twitter for a while too. And, yeah. Uh, he, uh, he only has a few, he only has a few thousand followers, but he speaks on some real shit and, uh, doesn't seem to get a whole lot of engagement. Yeah. Well, I mean, anyway. I, well, I mean, I kind of had the same thing where like, Prior to 2016, you know, I only had a few thousand followers and 
but my engagement was good. People were regularly getting the links and, you know, up until like just recently, people couldn't really see any of my stuff. So, right. Um, but yeah. Uh, number six, Twitter denied that it did such things in 20, in 2018. Uh, or Twitter has denied that it does such things. In 2018, uh, Twitter's Vijaya uh, Gad, then head of legal policy and trust, uh, and Ken and Kayvon uh, Boykover, head of product, said, We do not shadow ban. They added, and we certainly don't shadow ban based on political viewpoints or ideology. Number seven, what people call shadow banning, Twitter executives and employees call visibility filtering or VF. Multiple high-level sources confirmed its meaning. Uh, think about visibility, blah, blah, blah. As well as just... So, this is stuff that we that we kind of know okay sure yeah we've all we've know i mean like anybody with a brain or that uses these services uh for anything other than sucking fauci's dick or something like you know sucking some mainstream personality off if they use it in the in the way it's meant to be used as a social media platform to speak your mind and certainly to, you know, to uh, dissent against any kind of opinion, whatever that may be, political or otherwise, um, then I could see how you might just not know this. But I believe that most people, most real people are familiar with it. I mean, Elon Musk spent $50 billion because he used it and is a real person and saw its potential. Uh, and uh, one of the things that I don't, that was not, I don't think was involved in this particular release of the Twitter files is this whole implication of Jack Dorsey and a potential fucking like uh, a criminal complaint the, the the child the pedophilia and shit that was overlooked uh, under Jack's uh, supervision Jack and Elon apparently had some kind of back and forth earlier uh, where somebody said something about how is this not a crime how's nobody being charged and Elon's like well, it is a crime. Uh, it's a blah, 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 blah. And Jack's like, this is not true. And Elon's like, bullshit. You fucking... <laughs> There's documents of you telling people to look the other way or focus on this or that. or so I can't... I, I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, but... Yeah, so... That's another thing where, like... It, I mean, according to what I saw to, earlier today, like, there should be some criminal fucking charges coming down on some of these people. Specifically, Dorsey and... Uh, Pajat, whatever the fuck that Indian broad's name is. Yeah, and, Vajayjay, as I call her. Yeah, yeah, Vajaya or whatever. And then um, Yoel or whatever, you know. And he's got a bunch of feds up in there. Like, dude, I don't know. It's just nothing about this sits right with me. But go ahead. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't uh, either. So... um Okay, so now we're getting to the meat of some of this. Uh, number 11, we control visibility quite a lot and we control the application of, of your content quite a bit. 
and normal people do not know how much we do, one Twitter engineer told us. Uh, two additional employ- Twitter employees confirmed. The group decided whether to limit the reach of certain users was this was the strategic response team, global ex- global escalation team, or SFT slash get. It often handled up to 200 cases a day. But there existed a level beyond official ticketing, beyond the rank and file and file moderators following the company's policy on paper. That is the site integrity that is the site integrity policy policy explanation support known as SIPES, I guess. Uh, the secret group included head of legal policy and trust Vijaya Gaddy, the global head of trust and safety, Yul Roth, and subsequent CEOs, uh, Jeff Parag. Dorsey, oh, Dorsey yeah, go ahead. And, and Parag, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I'm, I know we're on Odyssey, but still, I'm not going to try and butcher that name. Uh, uh, this is the biggest, most. This is where the most. This is where the biggest, most politically sensitive decisions got made. Uh, think high Twitter. Think high follower account. Controversial. Another Twitter employee. <sighs> For these, there would be no ticketing. There would be no ticket or anything. Okay, so the way I understand it, us plebs, like Apex and I, we, we would get tickets, you know, to, to determine whether or not to shadow ban us. But there were some people that they would just shadow ban outright, I guess. That's how, sure. I, that, that's how I'm reading this. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm. Uh, I find it difficult to even really understand what is what the point of all this is. Like, I knew we, I knew all of this. Maybe not in this specific of detail, but this shit's been clear for years. You know. Yeah. So, this is not a revelation to me, and the fact that they they're laying it out like they're detailing, uh, you know, like a, a murder scene or something, is. Uh, pretentious and kind of obnoxious and i don't care for it to be honest with you like i've actually been inclined to not give a fuck about what's going on with this twitter file shit because i know i know yeah i know i mean it's politically biased i fucking know we all know so what do something about it you know i mean let's pass it back and forth between your 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 favorite journalists so that they can get they can boost both the platform they're posting on and uh, their own personal pages. It just seems like a fucking stunt, Sammy. Like it doesn't. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm having a hard time caring. I guess is what I'm saying. No, no. Not I to, mean, I not to derail, but I mean, I, I am, I am too. People wanted me to go over this, but I mean, let, let's just pause here. And yeah, I mean, Apex is right. We, we both, we. Anyone who's been paying attention knows that this type of shit has been happening. I guess the point... I, I guess the point 
uh, that someone made to me earlier today about this is that well now this is proof that they're, do that proof. they're doing this shit. Proof is always good. That is 100% true. It and, is. It, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. And proof is good. But my thing is what's next? Is anything actually going to come of this or is just. Or is well, that's to... that's what bothers me, Sammy, is if <coughs> I don't I'm not confident that it will. But what seems to be the traction there, the track that we're on is what's next is part four on Taibi's page and then part five on whatever the fucker name's page is on Weiss's page and then potentially part, an explosive part six promoted by everybody. Yeah. Detailing the same shit over and over and over. And I mean, look, if there was anything real. I think the people in charge would have been there would be some sort of criminal charges potentially levied against them if they knew of real criminal activity and they decided to leak it out incrementally to boost the platform that Elon just spent 50 million dollars or billion dollars on. You know, there's if there was anything real in there, you know, if they didn't come out with it right the fuck away and pass it on to the relevant um agencies or whatever and you know i guess there's some there's always the argument for the the legal gray area where shit like this isn't written into law and that's where they've got that's how they've gotten away with it and maybe maybe uh sh things like this can you know prompt enough people to care more than they previously did uh the normies let's say the people that don't use the internet, you know, that I was mentioning earlier. But this shit is starting... I mean, they don't talk about this on CNN. They don't talk about it on uh, Fox News. They don't... You know, you're, if you're not on the internet, you're not hearing about this shit, pretty much. You, you know, if anything, you're hearing about how Elon uh, is potentially under investigation uh, by the DHS and the FBI and, you know, just bullshit. The same bullshit they always pull just uh with a different framework about elon you know potentially being a threat a danger to society you know yeah so i just basically scrolled through the rest of this and all they did was basically detail how lib how libs of tiktok got censored and, and it was yeah, the same. which we knew it was the same thing and then basically you know go over to matt taibbi's channel for the next installment which again how many installments do we that's need my, that's yeah. my point sam like then what's next is again part four on matt taibbi's fucking page and then probably part six on who knows maybe a surprise third party you know holy shit yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I don't have a lot of hope for it. It's just another, it's just another circus, man. Um, doesn't mean shit to me. I don't think, I don't that, know. That might be, that might actually be the, the title of this uh, stream. After I'm done, I might retitle the Twitter files, colon, just another circus. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, it. 
it's true though like because uh we've all got to pay attention to something if we, if we weren't if we weren't uh looking at uh these twitter files we might just be looking into what the fuck's really going on in ukraine you know or in china or with uh our our own economy <laughs> you know some shit that actually matters but this shit's right in front of our face so it's shoved down our throat because we're in this you know little sphere supposedly and i'm not saying i have some I, i'm not saying i have some some inside <laughs> track because i i don't but the the rumor the rumor i've heard says that like the the next thing of twitter file you know threads or whatever ties into the war in ukraine somehow which a i I doubt that but b it's like if that's the case well then motherfuckers why are you why are you hiding that right now like this is shit that we could use right now yeah and and uh, like i mean wasn't part one didn't part one go over hunt the hunter biden story and shit and the censoring of that yeah i mean we knew that we fucking knew that what came of that twitter files thing that we didn't already know confirmation yes but nothing clearly nothing concrete enough excuse me to cause any sort of change anything to actually fucking happen it just stirred the pot a little more brother stir that fucking shit up get the QAnon boys fired back up you know whatever something to that degree it's bullshit which that which that's all we need right we we just need we need another crazy uh group like because here's the thing all this might be all this might be true right but then there will be the crazies on the internet that will say well this is true then X must also be true. Right. And the yeah. internet the internet for as long as I've been alive has been told I mean I have been told since as for, for as long as the internet has existed uh which is most of my life that you'd never trust anything you hear. You know you never trust anything you read. It's all fake. It's all bullshit. The people are liars. They're going to trick you. They're going to blah, 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 blah. And with the advent of social media and all this other shit, it's no different. There's real people mixed up in it, um, you know, so you can find little nuggets in there. But generally speaking, it's just as it is just a wider, deeper trough of bullshit than it used to be. You know, like it used to be, you know, you meet somebody on a fucking message board and they you talk to them for a day and they want some personal information well obviously you don't give that to them so i mean the same could be said today but I've, i have met a scary number of people that offer me after a short amount of time their personal info that i i didn't ask for you know just private you know hit it off somewhere publicly and then start having a conversation privately and it's like oh i live in fucking i live here this is my name my parents names fuck blah blah blah, blah. like Oh, okay. <laughs> like, no, 
I mean, but I mean, my point of, the, of this rambling here is that uh, most, again, most people look at the internet as bullshit because it still is. Most of it is bullshit. So even yeah. and people like Elon Musk and Barry Weiss and Taibbi and all the everybody involved here have an opportunity that they're not going. I don't see them seizing to break that paradigm and post some real shit, some real groundbreaking, breaking some actual legally binding or, you know, something legally with some legal repercussions on people. And maybe I'm, I could be speaking too soon. Maybe that will come. We're in the early days of this shit. But, you know, just telling well, us, you know, yeah. teasing out these fucking threads of shit that we knew. We knew the Hunter Biden story was real. We knew that they censored. We knew that it was censored across the board. That's not a fucking shock. To have proof of it isn't really a shock. But is that proof actionable? in any sort of legal way. That's what needs to, that's what people should be talking about. You know what well, I mean? Well, and then, and then here's some other food, food for thought too. Like it, because I, I hear a lot of, you know, people on the right saying, well, no, well, no, I, well, well, I have a liberal brother or I have like a liberal cousin. And now I can, I can show this to them and I can shove it in their face and be like, I was right all along. And, and you know, uh, the, and it, and if, if you try and do that, they're still going to deny it. They're yeah. still going to, they're still going to argue with you. They're, they're going to, there's, it goes back to what I was just saying. They're going to say it's bullshit. It's on the internet. People lie on the internet. You can't take that shit seriously, bro. There's no yeah. context. There's so many holes in that in the the world of the internet still and jordan fucking peterson you know losing his mind at uh the anonymous online and uh you know think uh, demanding that uh we be segregated people that don't want to post their their real first and last name on the internet because we're you know bridge dwelling trolls and uh all the other shit it's so weird. I used to like that man. I, yeah, I hate to, I hate to wander off there, but uh, no, yeah, no, he's kind of lost his fucking shit lately, man. I mean, I mean, Mike Huck, Mike Huckabee, who granted is you know he he's an old dude, right? So he doesn't understand it. But Mike Huckabee, who is like you know supposed to be like big First Amendment conservative, he he said the same thing, like earlier this year and every and everyone universal is pretty much like bad take dude you know he yeah was like, he was like uh you know he was like there there should be like a you know an internet database where you have to like register your and i and i'm like Ugh, like well i mean look man to play devil's advocate that's how pretty much every fucking thing else we do in life is done. You've got a birth certificate. You've got a social security number. All of that shit's tied to your, your driver's license, your your insurance, your house, uh, your your school, your, your loans, your debts. It's all tied to you. So if you're going to have a voice on this digital space, of course they're going to want to document who's saying what. 
and well, holds people accountable to that, right? I mean, well, and what what a lot of people what what a lot of people don't realize, and it, it's pretty obvious to me, but like if you if you pay for internet, like if you, if you pay for internet, your ISP already has your you know name and yeah address and all that stuff. So yeah. You know the feds can go to them for I guess that, that's that stuff. no that's a fact you're right about that uh, but I, again I was just playing devil's advocate yeah here because you know what his his whole point is is like he's put and putting myself in his shoes uh, with, um, oh, damn I can't do his voice uh, <laughs> he's like uh, you know he's put himself out there for all of these things and uh, you he can't defeat an ethereal person like he has to have a figure in front of him to poke holes in and if you're just a troll stating real facts that he can't refute without attacking your character or using one of the other you know classic yeah. you know debate tactics um then uh yeah he's he's at the disadvantage and there's a really good uh <laughs> I've forgotten all about it. This thing's fucking three years old, but I remember watching it uh, shortly after it was posted by a, a YouTube channel called Resurrection Europa, which is kind of like a white, I mean, like a nationalist sort of thing. Uh, I don't know much about it, but this particular video was just called um, Dismantled, I think, or something like that. And it was talking about Jordan Peterson and how, uh, like, his his goal and what he's his stated goals have been through all of his mumblings and shit uh and how he's been his like sole purpose has been to stifle uh the right side of the political sphere particularly in young white men because they're the only group that has any sort of real cohesive identity and it's really dangerous if uh you know if that were to be realized in any sort of actual sense. Uh, and he's so, uh, anyway, yeah, he, but I only, I only reason I remembered it is because Jordan Peterson posted it today on Twitter. It was like, this is what, this is what the reactionary right thinks of me, bucko. Uh, given this, given this, this is the second time in the time I've been on Twitter that he's posted it, you know, well, boosting it and shit. Well, and the fact that he's just now recognized, that he's just now recognizing it is a little bizarre too because i mean look like the reactionary right has never liked him for this no the the react the reactionary right and the far left are as i've said they're both they're both so far to the extremes of the left and the right that they pretty much intersect that they're pretty much the, they're pretty much the same thing and you know, um, I'll, just to interject real quick, you know what's really funny is he has a huge audience, and almost, and basically none of them are any sort of ethnic minorities with with any sort of real numbers. Like, there's not a bunch of Hindus or Muslims or Jews or anything. It's young white, you know, Christian men from european countries and the americas you know yeah and that's not that's not 100 percent universally true but that's it's like 
it's like 98%, you know? It's weird. Well, well, you know, you know, the other thing that's weird about uh, Peterson is his book, 12 Rules for Life, is basically a, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it's plagiarized, but it's the most it's the most benign self-help shit it is basically plagiarized just put in his own voice yeah it's basic shit yeah that's the self that's the self-help angle that he takes but what that seems to mask his political ideologies and if you dare challenge any jordan peterson fans and i used to be one of these faggots excuse me that would be like you just don't fucking get it man you just don't get it Dude, he is not good for just generally speaking. He's he's a he's got a lot of big thoughts, but uh, not everybody that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's uh, <laughs> it's, it's fucked up getting constantly duped by people, personalities on the internet. You'd think I'd learn. Well, I mean, and that and that's. And I mean, that's the other thing, too, though, is like from my from my perspective, like I've like I've I've actually like I was I was duped by, uh, you know, a few people like um, I mean, like, you know, J- Jordan Peterson, like I was never really into him, but like Dennis. The thing of it is, is Jordan Peterson plagiarized a lot of, like, what Dennis Prager wrote, like, 20 years before uh, Jordan Peterson was a thing. Yeah. And then, like, they're shaking hands. And, like, I'm not one to be, to suggest, like, litigation, but I'm kind of like, uh, Dennis, did you read Peterson's book? Because... Dude, they're best buddies. Yeah, Prager no, probably Prager probably helped form Peterson into the the public persona that he is. I mean, he's a he's right there with Prager U and um, Daily Wire. Yeah, you know, well, the first I ignored the man for a long time, but uh, I saw some videos start popping up in my feed, my YouTube feed. He did a a message to Muslims. And then a message to Christians. And then that was it. You know, uh, and then like uh, <laughs> some sort of like, okay. I joke a lot about the Jews here on this channel, but uh, this is this one was really weird because Jordan hates identity politics and refuses. Uh, like he talks about how knowing how to exclude the reactionary right and if you're talking about racial superiority put you in a box you're out of the conversation get out you know you're not you're not allowed in here kind of thing and then in the same conference we'll talk about how jews are overrepresented in places of authority because they have a higher iq and are more successful as a race and then it's very fucked up, dude. <laughs> when you, it's all buried in his, yeah. uh, you know, within the things he says over the course of his ramblings. But he's, uh, I'm not convinced that he's not just another fucking, like, um, synthesized thing. Like nothing. I don't think anything about his rise to popularity was organic anymore. Like I really don't. 
I I feel like this whole and I mean honestly, I feel like this whole SJW like or the whole anti-SJW craze, if you want to call it, has gotten to be just as cringe as the SJW stuff at, at this point. Like, like I'm so tired of hearing the word woke at this at this point. Like, you know, when people when people just bash something as, oh, that's woke or some. Yeah, yeah. Well, it means it means nothing anymore, right? I mean, that's right. kind of what you're saying. Like it. It has nothing to do with the phrase itself. It's the the overuse. I mean, the same has happened countless times within my life. A powerful word no longer means a fucking thing a few years later because that's all anybody says, you know. Well, like, I can't think of an example, but... Well, like, like I, I don't know what it was that I, that I saw recently, but, like, I saw... I saw some sort of video for something that Tyler Perry was doing or some or something and, and someone said, Oh, that that's a what that's that's a you know, this is super woke or something and I'm like, Why? Because because it's Tyler Perry and because he's black, like that automatically equals like woke in my mind, like is something that like the SJW is like force upon something like Having a black, having like a black person in a, in a movie, does yeah. not necessarily <laughs> does not necessarily make something woke. So yeah. that sounds like you know that's the other thing is uh, as much as I hate to admit it, a lot of this this shit uh, this current like I mean I, I'm gonna unironically use the phrase woke kind of propaganda in movies and TV shows that it that does uh pervade almost everything nowadays, you know. You can't watch a show without gay characters, you can't watch a show without you know, whatever. <clears throat> Generally speaking, right? But one yeah. thing that that does that does <laughs> it does seem to be really effective at exposing real people's like inherent biases that they would normally keep down. You know, like with it shoved down their throat, like, you know, like the dude, you the person you were just describing. They're like, this fucking this is woke bullshit just because there's a black guy in a show, you know, but they're like, they just don't want to see that black guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're just they're, they're just fired up. They don't want to see a fucking black guy in a TV show. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they would never say that otherwise. But because it's it's uh, it's become such a thing they you know, they let it slip. And it is funny when that happens. Well, I mean, I feel I feel like I feel like there are some examples of like woke shit. I also feel like there are some examples of like pushback against, you know, woke stuff too. Oh, yeah. that, that not enough people give credit to. Um and I mean like for for me it like honestly the fact that like the fact that Kanye West has gone like full <laughs> white supremacist, yeah. and and also like the fact that Nazi, he's Ale- Nazi apologist and Hitler lover and fucking yeah, he's gone full bore. It's art. It really is. I I'm not saying that I condone it, but like just, but but like from from a purely like 
from a pure like art perspective, it it, it is entertaining. Like it is I, so funny, dude. It is un it's the best thing I think I've ever seen on, on the public stage. And not, like just because it is <laughs> it is too it is too funny, man. Like it's all it's fucking Kanye is reading 4chan on interviews with fucking Alex Jones and making Alex Jones fucking squirm and then having Gavin McGinnis fly him out to try and rehab him and making Gavin McGinnis fucking squirm and all these people that have been admonished for years as being the most horrible people ever allowed to speak publicly on the internet and Kanye yeah. is doing interviews with them and saying shit that again you would really only read on fortune or like reposted no, from fortune to twit you know like to dark corners of twitter or something it's, or on a discord server <laughs> it's weird being like it, it's weird it's weird because i i because i saw an npr i saw an npr like journalist tweet out something like hmm. wow i actually feel bad for alex jones yeah, he's he's the moderate in this conversation. Uh, he's the adult. He's the adult in this conversation because you got, yeah, you know, come detective Nick Fuentes over there wearing the same hoodie for five fucking days, um, <laughs> and Kanye wearing his fucking. I don't even know what that is, man. The ball, the ball, or what, or what? Yeah, it the baklava. Yeah. It's not even a baklava, dude, because a baklava's got a hole in a mouth at least cut out. I think that has eyeball slits, but I, I can't really tell. And it looks like he's wearing like an M&M's racing, uh, M&M's NASCAR jacket as well or something. You know, those m M&M, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> they were popular yeah. with black people oh, yeah, in like the yeah, 90s. Yeah. <laughs> the NASCAR jackets with the M&M's on them. Well, that, 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 is one, that is one thing that like someone's brought up though too is... Um, Excuse me. Um, so, like, I I was watching Lethal Weapon the other night, and I, I was <laughs> thinking, like, I'm like, geez, this was before Mel Gibson, like, you know, got in trouble for, like, becoming an anti-Semite. But then <laughs> I thought back to that time, and, like, Mel Gibson eventually got, like, a, you know, like, he apologized, and people fractured. Like, I feel like a lot of this shit would, like, go away maybe if people didn't hold grudges right like sure like that's that's the thing like in this current age of the internet like no one can forgive shit really and maybe it's maybe it's always been that way but i feel like 15 years ago at least there was a path of redemption available at least yeah well and i think that that comes with the times i um i just think that people are too online now and they're yeah i don't think that people really give a fuck about most of the things that they freak out about online it's just something to do it gets you attention to call people out to you know be angry uh, I saw fucking Gabriel Iglesias got in trouble recently. You know, fucking Fluffy. Like, the nicest, most PG, famous comedian that probably exists right now. Uh, he's actually funny. I like him. Uh, but 
he got in trouble because he went to Chick-fil-A and posted like he he's like I'm going to get some chicken nuggets for my nugget like with a, a picture with his fucking chihuahua and like the woke mob came after him and they were they they freaking the fuck out he got tons of uh engagement negatively of course people pretending to be mad and i saw him on a podcast talking about it um just earlier today it's a little clip that it popped up in my youtube feed and he he said the same thing he's like i don't i'm not even sure that this shit's real man i think just people need something to do because i mean my ticket sales weren't you know dave Chappelle does this he talks about controversial shit on stage and he's not been kicked out of any of his deals he's not lost anything these people do threads and stuff it's just something to do it's a way for them to be seen while they sit you know to use the old uh analogy of sitting in their mom's basement kind of thing a lot of a lot i think a lot of people that have time to troll around online are young uh and don't have a whole lot of responsibilities the rest are bitter like me and do work and just want other people to suffer so i can laugh at it yeah <laughs> i i'm so i'm somewhere in between but like I, i'm i'm to the point where like i'm kind of sick and tired of like of people going oh well you know you're you're right wing or oh you're you're too liberal and it's like you know i i'm almost at the point where like I don't want to be like one of those hipsters that like says, "Oh, I don't see labels," but it's like at this point, I'm not sure if I'm like right wing or like what I am because yeah, those labels I, don't labels are important, but those labels don't matter. They're not yeah. that they're really not important in real life. You know what I mean? Fortunately, like like I would say I I would say I I would say uh, like I used to. Like I just identify as like me, basically now. Like I yeah. wouldn't even say like I'm necessarily a conservative, just because like, because like my idea of like what conservative is like differs drastically from like what someone else's might. Yeah. Be. So of course, that's called being. That's like human nature. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your idea of being a father is different from probably a lot of other people's idea of what being a father is. Same with. What being a son is, or what yeah, being a brother uh, is, what being a cousin, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know. Yeah. We are all individuals, man. So. I gotta grab another beer. I'll be right back. Which, which, uh, you know, I think I think that might be the whole takeaway from this. Uh, maybe not just from this episode, but from this entire podcast that I've done over the past, which is we are all individuals and uh so oh by the way um for those of you who are wondering what beer i'm drinking tonight i am drinking let's see here <sighs> Oh, by the way, Apex, what what beer are you what beer are you drinking tonight? Oh, garbage! It's a I'm drinking Ice House because it's really cheap. Well, I mean, I've got a whole thing of uh, Budweiser, but I've also uh, is there a Costco near you by by chance? 
Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, it's right next, or well, it's about a mile and a half from the Sam's Club that I shop at. But I don't have a Costco membership. I go well, to I Sam's think Club. I think Costco and Sam's Club, they both do this uh, like twenty-five days of Christmas beer advent calendar. That's oh. German, and so last year I got that as like an early Christmas present, and this year I got. So I've been doing like I've been posting like different beers nice and i think tonight i i have some sort of uh i don't even know what it is because i i don't speak german <laughs> but well hold but it, it close to hold it hold the label close to the camera so that the people can see uh, but it but the uh interesting the uh the the can art is pretty cool and i i yeah the can art is pretty cool I do watch it out and like I have a whole collection here on my uh on my shelf actually. But uh basically I'm drink I'm drinking like a cross between like a grapefruit and like a oh a cantaloupe. It's like a oh. really in a beer? Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's, yeah, it's an it's an interesting flavor, huh? combination hmm. i just had my first chocolate porter recently Ooh, th those are actually i um i have to admit i had a a lady friend of mine convince me to try one and i i used to make i was making fun of her for for like liking chocolate porters but turns out they're actually not bad yeah, they, uh, I guess Yingling, I think it's Yingling, it, like uh, partnered up with Hershey's to make a chocolate porter. And they were selling, it was on sale at my local grocery store. So I bought a six pack and I was pleasantly surprised. It was, it was quite good. Well, and yeah. Not, not too sweet. It, it was more like a dark chocolate kind of thing with beer. And, you know, I still have a memory of uh, my, one of my dad's friends who helped him do a lot of work. He was like a hired hand. He drank a lot, but he swore by eating chocolate bars with his fucking Budweiser. He would like eat a piece of chocolate and take it. He would have, he would carry chocolate bars when he would come to, to drink. He swore by it. He's like, dude, beer and chocolate's fucking delicious. Um, and I, I mean, based on that Porter, it, it I agree. I, I can't say that I've ever like, throwing some Hershey's pieces in my mouth and then washed it down with a gulp of beer, but Yeah, the the uh the I had the Hershey's one, but there was actually someone bought me uh one of those like chocolate it wasn't a chocolate porter, but it was like a chocolate stout that like that I guess Godiva had like done and I was skeptical, but it was it was pretty good. Like you would think a chocolate and a stout would be like a little too much, but it was actually pretty yeah, good. I've never, I don't think I've ever had a stout before. Really? Yeah. I'm not very cultured. I, um, well, I, when I started drinking beer, it was with, I mean, the first time I drank beer was like when I was six, when I was like 16. My, sure. My dad brought home like, my dad at the time was, 
he uh he had gone to Ireland for a business trip, so he brought like back a whole case of Guinness, and that was like like for which is a stout. Oh, Guinness is this? okay. So I've definitely had a stout then. Yeah. So yeah, if you've had a Guinness, you've ha- you've had like not only have you had is that is that just what stout, stout means? It's just like it's just really heavy. Is that what a stout is? Like yeah, really, yeah, okay. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. If I've had a Guinness, so, I've not only had a stout. What you've had, you've had like the stout, basically. Okay. Like, like what kind of like how Bud, kind of like how Budweiser is kind of like the standard for like I guess lager or whatever. Even oh, though okay. it's not, even though it's not very good, you know, it's still like it's still what people think of. Sure. Yeah, I mean. So, uh, how do you feel about how do you feel about Yangling? Oh, I love I love Yingling. Yingling is one of those beers that, like I actually discovered when I moved here to Florida. And I just yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I mean, honestly, I thought I didn't know that I didn't know that it was German. I thought it was Chinese. I thought mm-hmm. it was like I. In fact, there's an episode of the Whitfield Report where like. Where I'm drinking a Yingling, and you're like, and you're like, really Yingling? Like that sounds Chinese, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, yeah. Uh, well, because <laughs> I was gonna say just now when I started to interrupt you that I literally never even heard of Yingling until like maybe six or eight years ago, maybe ten. But that's. That's pushing it. I feel like it's more like five years ago. Uh, and then I'm like, what is this Chinese bullshit? And then I saw it was like oldest fucking brewery in America. What? The Chinese were brewing beer in America before before the Irish or before the, the Ita- before anybody else. But no, it was it, it's German. Yeah, there there's actually like I don't know how the hell I went down this YouTube channel. How I went down. Well, probably because I was looking at beer, but. Uh, there's actually like a whole documentary, like uh, from the Yingling Company on YouTube. That like, it's like a 35 minute, like real well produced, like porcelain level produced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Documentary on Yingling and like the, in like the family history, and also I guess like the reason why it's so prominent here in Florida. I mean. The way it's promoted here in Florida, you would think it's Budweiser, like it's everywhere. But I guess the reason why is because the uh, the owners go to like Padres training camp every year or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, they they probably yeah they invest in certain areas, which is probably why I've never really heard of it growing up in the South. Um, not to say that it's not there, but. Uh, you know, it just wasn't a really a beer connoisseur. I literally don't even remember seeing the label. And like, I saw all kinds of labels of shit that I never consumed, both alcoholic and otherwise, as a kid and growing up. I don't know. It's just, it seemed, it's like one of those Mandela effect things where it's like, I don't remember this ever existing. And then all of a sudden, boom, this shit's been around longer than any other beer company in the United States. It's like, what? Yeah. Well, well, that's also how I feel like with uh, that's also how I feel with like, you know, some some video games too. Like you and I were discussing, 
during the show like uh like like uh i guess you know from what akla has told you know us like uh cyberpunk i guess has been around for like 40 years as like a tabletop like one of those tabletop games yeah or something but it's only recently like come to notoriety as like a video game because of yeah the 3d so 3d project red right yeah so which yeah i mean that's look any every almost every single great thing that we consume in this world currently is just a rebrand of something someone did probably better or at least as good a long time ago you know what i mean like there's no yeah. real new ideas there's new technologies uh, you know, which open up new avenues and shit, but none of this, there's nothing really new under the sun, you know, as the old saying goes. Nope. Everything's a re, a rehash. Mm. You know what? Speaking of, you know what? I know we're, we're over an hour and I'm, I'm actually about ready to go, but I wanted to get this on air and ask you, are you familiar with the internet historian on YouTube? Uh, well, yes, yes, I am. Uh, okay. Well, I, 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 I mean, I am because he's one of those like he's up there. He's been around for a long time making content, and he's uh, he's credited for a lot of memes and such. But uh, for whatever reason, I never really watched his content, and he just put out his first video. Maybe not his first, but uh, he didn't post for a long time on his main channel. Um. And then he posted a video called like Man in Hole or something. And it's a it's a retelling of a uh these brothers in Kentucky that had like a, a mine on their property. And like <laughs> it <laughs> the only reason I'm bringing it up is it's the most gripping and it's like a it's done in like comedic cartoonish style, but it's a true story. And it fucked me up, like it, the whole, like it had my palms at one point kind of sweaty, because I, I mean it's like a fifty minute video or something, but it's a true story about a man being trapped in a cave, effectively, and like the efforts that had again true story, uh, all researchable. But uh, if you or the audience has not enjoyed that yet, you should check it out because it's it's very good. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't seen I haven't seen that. But I have seen some of the internet historians, um, other videos. Thinking, of, speaking of uh, internet people and <clears throat> internet, and more specifically the internet aristocrat, aka Jim. Um. Well, he he's announced, uh, you know, that like <clears throat> he's pretty sure that his time is coming to an end. Yeah. And uh, you have followed him for way longer than I have. So uh, just like what are your, I guess, thoughts on Jimbo's time coming to an end potentially? Well, I mean, the dude's been dying. We're all dying, right, Sammy? You know, he's been a uh, he's been another pillar, sort of an unsung uh, to a great degree to the wider masses anyway, <clears throat> uh, sort of hero. He's archived and documented it. Look, 
there's a reason the man with cancer has continued to make content because people will pay a shitload of money to to listen to him you know just laugh at shit you know so he's a pillar and quite honestly and quite frankly i would prefer that if it is the end for him that he does so peacefully and not on the internet and doesn't share it with everybody and that he leaves some sort of mystery you know what i mean no announcement let the man fade off let him have his own let him have a more <laughs> a moment of peace and let the internet tear itself apart <coughs> excuse me that's kind of my uh that that's that's my hope too yeah just just laugh laugh off into the darkness man you know godspeed daddy jim you know so i don't I don't necessarily. I don't now see. I'm kind of of the thing of like. I don't necessarily know if it will be the end because, I mean, <laughs> where shit has, where shit has, <laughs> has happened. People people do recover from like weird cancers and shit like that. All, not yeah. maybe. Yeah, not the dude the makes time, like fucking but, uh, five grand. He makes like five to fifteen grand every time he pops a stream up. You know, so. He's been doing that for a long time. So, it's just... <laughs> it, it's... <laughs> it's like a... It is kind of like... It is interesting, though, like, seeing people, like... I feel like some of it is a troll, maybe, but then, like, I, I do some people, and they do seem, like, genuinely, genuinely saddened by the fact that... Uh, Jim's not around. Sure. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of people like that, man. You know, it's, uh, again, the, the attachment syndrome, whatever the fuck that's called, where, you know, you get attached to people you've never met. It's like a, the, whatever. As long as celebrities have been a thing, there's been people that are like, will cry, you know, go hysterical when they die suddenly, you know, when one of the Beatles dies or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that shit's been around for a long time. I I guess it, I mean I, I guess it's uh, it is kind of sad because I I did read, you know I, I do read some of the comments of people in live chat, and there were a few there were a few people and I don't know if this is this was a troll or what but there, but there were people who were like I'm really sad because, you know I kind of grew up like in a fatherless home, and Jim was kind of like. <laughs> Kind of like my dad. Yeah, see that—that's kind of shit. That uh, real or not, it's funny. <laughs> it sucks if it's true, but I—I'm inclined to believe it's not. You know. I mean, yeah, but yeah, I mean that—that that is one of those things where, like, you don't know because in either case, it could—it could be a lie. But it would—it would in a weird way, it would be even funnier if it were true in a dark way. Sure. Well, dude, yeah, that's that's exactly the kind of shit that Jim would laugh at, and he would encourage everyone to do the same thing. I mean, quite frankly, what nobody ever had before Jim is a kill all pedos that can absolutely spiritually succeed Jim and will without a doubt continue to make Jim content loyal to the Jim spirit. He is, that man does an incredible job. I don't, I'm assuming it's, whether it's a team or whatever, uh, every one of those kill all pedos videos 
is insanely good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, you know, Jim will live on. There is. Uh, there's no reason to be sad. I, I. The poor guy doesn't have to suffer anymore. <laughs> well, and the funny thing, the funny thing of it is, is I mean, Jim. I'm I'm actually surprised that it took me this long to really kind of like discover who Jim was. You know, when I'm, I mean, like I I knew a bit of who he was before I, I'd met you and this whole side of it, but like I I really didn't, I really hadn't delved deep into him. And, he, and honestly, he reminds me a lot of my late uncle, kind of in the sense of his like tone of voice almost, and also just the way he. He jokes out fucking everything, and can kind of yeah. Start I think that's what that's the main appeal. I think is that he's he's kind of the everyman. Like everybody knows, every real person knows somebody like the Mister Medicare or the Internet Aristocrat character. That yeah. uh, that is just unabashedly after the joke, you know. And it's not always funny to everybody. And sometimes it's cringy as fuck, but it, he is always laughing. You know what I mean? That that jovial spirit. That's uh, yeah. You know, nobody will ever take that away. I mean my my uncle was my uncle was pretty much the same way. You know, he would he would pretty much joke about like everything, and I mean he he was for for a babe. For a baby boomer that like grew up in the sixties, like he understood a lot of like modern jokes too, which made it even funnier. But uh, yeah, so but. so yeah, that's my take on if it's actually the end. Jim has been up and down for years now, so I have no reason to suspect that Mersh um, isn't right, and Jim's just been faking this whole time, and he'll just continue to do this for the next five years. Before he skates off into the sunset with millions of dollars and donations. Well, Mersh is talking <laughs> too good himself lately, though. So, what are you talking about, dude? He had a peacock special. He's a fucking. He's a superstar. <laughs> oh yeah, the 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 yeah, the fucking uh, peacock. The criminals and degenerates, fucking piece of shit podcast or whatever it was. I don't even know. Something like that. Yeah, he 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 did uh he did like some he he did like some documentary on like Teddy Hart or one of those one of those wrestlers that was like so obscure even even my wrestling friends had trouble like Is that true? I thought it was like I thought he was talking about being a criminal and shit. I didn't watch it, obviously. He, but he did he like contributed to like some document on like some wrestler who I guess beat his girlfriend like 20 30 years ago and then okay. I guess I guess like on an early episode of like Nightwave before the Ellen stuff even like he actually got this wrestler like on the show and like got him to like confess that he like abused his girlfriend or something cool which like Honestly, dude, like, if that was your beginning, like, I guess just stick to that and, like, wave the politics to someone else, but, you know. Yeah, well, same could be said uh, about a lot of people, Sammy, you know, just. Yeah. 
I don't really give a fuck. Uh, no, I do. I just uh, it also on that note, I I know that Mersh, you know, still like, you know, makes jabs at me sometimes, but I I can tell you that it's nothing I've heard before, most likely. Oh it, yeah, get an original joke, Mersh, you fat fucking faggot. It's it's not it's nothing new and uh, you know hey, I uh, every time you every time you talk at me, more people check out my shit. So keep it up, champ. I you know what's it. fucked up is I have had infinitely more unique like burns for you being crippled in the years I've been your co-host than just this person that apparently doesn't like you. You know what I mean? How hard is it to come up with like a a rape chair? You know, you ride around in a chair. Call it a rape chair, dude. Well, he couldn't do that because I already did. But you know what I mean? Like, well, well, well. The thing with is, is, use is creativity, your... Mersh. Come on. Well, the thing with is, is like if if someone were always creative about it, like you know how you're creative and how how brew how like yeah. uh, how Bruce yeah. City like I, Bruce City actually introduced me to Ricky Berwick. I didn't even know that Ricky Berwick was a thing until. She like photoshopped my face into onto onto <laughs> Ricky Berwick, and I was oh, like, Ricky. and I was like, "Holy shit, is it? Oh fuck, this guy is real. Fuck, he's more crippled than I am." Yeah, he's fucked up, man. Excuse but, me. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I got I got not much else, man. To be honest with you. Me, me either. I, I was, I was honestly hoping that this. Uh, I was hoping that the Twitter files would be more substantial, but even yeah. after scrolling through them I, twice, I'm so, uh, yeah, I'm sorry to derail that, but yeah, no, no, no. You and I actually had the same thought, though, Apex. In, in all honesty, like until something happens in Congress, like that's actually like substantial i'm not sure what the point of any of this is other than well, other than just a grift yeah it's boosting so. the that's literally the point i think elon just spent a shitload of money so he is trying to drive engagement and it's to be fair it's a good it's clever it's not it's not an effective means of transferring actual important information, but it is a damn good way to drive engagement. You know? Well here well here's a hot take. Like to me, Twitter is the Twitter hasn't really changed that much, in all honesty. Uh no, not for the average user, which is ideal because Twitter was working just fine aside from uh, you know, the censorship, the the child pornography, which I never ran into. Not, you know, I, I never I never saw any of that, but apparently it was a big deal. It was a big thing. And nobody did anything about it for a long time. But yeah, um, I, yeah so I don't that hasn't changed for me. <laughs> you know? I I never I never ran into it either. The the only thing that's really changed for me is that like people can see my tweets more regularly again, which is good i which is good i guess and hopefully that will translate to more views for the show you know if, if there's one tech company i want to see the secrets of it's not twitter it's 
Fucking fucking YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, dude. But but we'll never we'll never see that because I never say never, man. Google. We got a long so. time to go. We got a long way to go. Maybe. But uh yeah, I don't I don't have anything else either, really. So uh, Well, I have to say that uh, I'm grateful as always to be on the show and I'm grateful for chat and I'm also very grateful for Odyssey where we are now streaming exclusively <laughs> for now. Yeah, we're not that is one thing I want to uh kind of mention real quick before I go is uh on the off chance that like YouTube does like permanently suspend me like People are like, what are you going to do if that happens? And uh, the truth being, I'm just going to keep doing the show. Like, I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to do a new channel for YouTube because that kind of seems kind of redundant, right? Kind of redundant. So I'll just focus on growing stuff over here. And I mean, the other thing is, I feel like if I were to do, do you like a new YouTube channel? I would need to rebrand, and I've already rebranded this show twice. So, yeah, well, most of your views come from podcast listens anyway. Am I correct yeah. about that? Yeah, no, so you, fuck, yeah, you're yeah. absolutely correct. So. so, fuck YouTube. Yeah, fuck YouTube. You're still on Spotify, you're still on iTunes, and all that other shit. So, fuck YouTube. And uh, if you get donations, I'd rather you got them through Odyssey. Yeah, and I mean, I, I really. I'm encouraging other creators to go to Odyssey too because, mm -hmm. you know, it's that that's what Elon needs to buy if he wants to, you know, do. Now, I'd, I would actually rather he kept his fucking mitts off of Odyssey. I would like to see com competition. That's important. You know what I mean? Yeah. That used to be, that was the driving force uh, in a lot of the creativity in the world for the last several centuries is competition. That's why we had laws preventing <laughs> monopolies and shit, but here we are. Anyway, I love you, chat, uh, here on Odyssey, and uh, I love you too, Sammy. I love you as well, Apex. Uh, I hope your holidays are going well, and uh, I know that you and I will be on... Well, we'll definitely have oh, a holiday yeah. stream. We'll definitely have a holiday stream of our own, but I also know that at some point, we will be both appearing on another Pranit streamers. The 23rd holiday. of December. Yeah. The 23rd so, of December. So, yeah, I can't wait for that. And, uh, you know, I guess Merry Christmas, everyone, and fuck you, too. So, <laughs> good night. Good night. Have a good night. Have a good evening, folks. Thanks for listening to The Whitfield Report on the NGC Network. Please visit Sam's website at www.thesamwhitfield.com and support Sam on Patreon at patreon.com slash whitfieldreport. Until next time, God bless, God save this great nation, and God, freedom, legacy, in that order.